The podcast of this local government meeting is brought to you by Michigan Radio. For more coverage of local government meetings and to find out how you can support this service, go to michiganradio.org. Well, hello, everyone. I am Mary Waters, one of your at-large city council members. Um, Many of you probably know you have two at-large members. Uh, One of them is on this sheet. Coleman Young is the other at-large member. So that's two of us. And then you have seven members by district. And your president um, of the council is Mary Sheffield. So I'm expecting them to to come in at, at some point. But I thought that we should go ahead and get started. First of all, let us give a round of applause to our host this evening. We want to thank them for allowing us to use their facility, the Carpenters. And we'll just kind of take it from there. I'd like to see a show of hands. First, uh, some of the people here are already in a skilled trade. All right. One, two. Okay. Three, four. All right. And for those that are seeking to get into one, let, let me please show your hands. Oh, now that is fantastic. All right. All right. So... Um, I would like for you all, if you don't mind, just to share with us. Uh, we'll start with the ones that are currently in, in the skills trade. You tell us what you're in. And then for the, the uh, remainder of you, just tell us what your interests are. That would be very, very helpful. Can you do that? If you could just step up to that mic right there and just share with us, please. Hello, everybody. Everybody up on the panel know me. So look up. Everybody look up. John, look up. <laughs> My name is Chandra, affectionately known as Faith. I'm a journeywoman laborer, um, an award-winning, let me add that, journeywoman laborer. Um, I, I, I'm not currently working, but I built, when I was working, I was building roads and bridges for dance excavating. I'm a journey woman out of um, local 1191, and I'm here to recruit, to help you all, whoever is an in. I went through the program, a program that helped me become an apprentice, and so I'm here to see if anybody would be interested. And um, maybe big, 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 mm, being a part of an apprenticeship readiness program. My name is Riata Stroud. I'm with the Operating Engineers. I'm their community engagement representative um, from the stationary side, so HVAC, heating, and cooling, indoor air quality. I've been with them for 14 years now. I went from citywide to statewide, so I covered everything in the city of Detroit as a union steward for certain contracts, and then now I'm statewide, and I do a lot of the career explorations, going to the schools, talking to students, young adults, anyone that's interested in getting into the skilled trades. So. All right. Thank you. Listen to this girl, HVAC heating and cooling. I wouldn't know a thing about it. All right. So let's do this before we ask all of the people who are seeking to get into skills trade. Let's introduce our head table here. Um, Let's start. um, We can start down here. Tell us um, who you are, what union represent, that kind of thing. All right. Can you hear me? Um, My name is Dave Hartsuck. 
I'm the organizer with Sheet Metal Workers uh, Local 80. Um, so obviously I'm representing them. Uh, do you want information on like uh, what the yeah, requirements what, yeah, what, are? Yeah, what do you do? Okay, so we do commercial HVAC, uh, architectural sheet metal, insulated, insulated metal panels, uh, sorry, metal roofs, uh, coping. We also do air balancing. We, we balance the duct systems that we install. Um, we do detailing, so we actually design the systems that we install with CAD programs, so not all of our members are just sheet metal workers working with tools every day. Some of them work in an office on, on CAD programs every day. Um, all right, thank you. Uh, next. Yes, my name uh, is Douglas Washburn. I'm the Downriver Business Agent for Ironworkers Local 25. I have Wayne County and Washtenaw. And, um, you know, there's many facets of our trade. Um, we do, you know, we're building the Gordy Howe Bridge right now, uh, the Gilbert Building at Hudson's, the lift build downtown, um, the train station, the Wayne County Criminal Justice Center, anything with structural steel in it, you know, building-wise, the ironworker erects at. We work a lot with the carpenter and millwright and the auto plants setting the robotics, the conveyor, the presses. Um, there, there, I mean, there's, it's probably four or five pages long on what we actually do. Steel, steel mills, blast furnaces, coke ovens. Um, uh, so we have a four-year apprenticeship. We have a training center out in Wixom on Pontiac Trail. Uh, the requirements for that are you have to have a GED and or high school diploma, either one, a valid driver's license. Uh, like I said, it's a four-year apprenticeship. Um, you go quarterly, five days a week, 10 hours a day for four years. Our package is about 73 something an hour straight time when you turn out as a journeyman. Uh, your, your package will be about $73 an hour. That's the base, the vacation, the health and welfare, the pension. We have a defined contribution plan uh, for your retirement. Um, it, it's a great industry. It's afforded me and my family a very good living. So I have business cards if anybody's interested. I hope I didn't take too much time. All right, okay. I, I think you gave a thorough description. I, I could tell by the head nod. Uh, we're going to skip over him for a moment. Okay. We're going to go here. <laughs> good evening, everybody. Uh, my name is John Perkins. I'm a business representative here at the Michigan Regional Council of Carpenters. Um, the building that you all are sitting in now is where we train the future floor layers, carpenters, and millwrights of the industry. Um, like, uh, like a lot of other trades up here, uh, we have a four-year apprenticeship program, um, Earn While You Learn. Um, instead of you paying to be here, we pay you to be here. Um, our apprenticeship program starts uh, from basic math to OSHA, and then you learn the intricate skills um, to become a carpenter, floor layer, millwright, uh, welder, drywall, framer, so on and so forth. Um, our total package uh, is about $66 an hour once you uh, journey out. Um, and we'll talk a little bit more in, in depth um, as the questions come through. Thank you. <laughs> Good evening. My name is Raul Zammer. I'm with the uh, Bricklayers International. I represent the Bricklayers. We do have an apprenticeship program. We represent Bricklayers, anybody in Tile, Terrazzo, restoration, refractory, caulkers, anything to do with the trial trades or cement, that's who we represent. Uh, we do have a 12-week apprenticeship program. 
Uh, they are taking applications right now. There's a class going on. The next class will probably start in about uh, maybe mid-March or so. Uh, if anybody likes some information, go to bricklayers.org, or you can feel free to contact me at 313-587-4913. Thank you. 313-587-4913. And it's bricklayers. My name is Raul. That's R-A-U-L Zamron, Z-A-M-A-R-R-O-N. And that uh, the website is bricklayers, that's plural, dot org, O-R-G. Good evening, everyone. My name is Rufus Hamilton. I am a business representative for Plum Detroit Plumbers Local 98. We have a five-year apprenticeship program as well. It's five years. I know um, it's a little, about a year longer than the fourth, which you typically hear. But we also like to describe our program as a earn uh, while you learn program. So um, valid driver's license and, uh, of course, a GED or diploma, some of the requirements. There is a test to get into our program. Um, that test is administered at Macomb Community College or School, School, Schoolcraft College in Livonia. Uh, once, once you pass that test, you are eligible for interview to our program. Uh, journeyman top out with a full package at about $78 per hour. Um, we do everything from commercial, industrial, uh, residential. So you're going to be exposed to all that, all the work in all the various different uh, aspects of the industry. So uh, it's a great program. You use plumbing every day. It's a great option. We like to pump it up and say um, that's, that's where you want to be. So if you have any questions, feel free to uh, reach out to me at 313-542-2758. You can find more information on our website that will walk you through our process if you're interested in applying. And uh, we typically take uh, new classes in the spring and in the fall. So uh, that website is plumbers98. That's uh, the, the numbers, 98, um, tc.org. So plumbers, the number 98, tc.org. Looks like we've got a little static on this mic, so I'm going to speak up a little bit. Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Rick Pruce. I'm with the IBEW, International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers. I'm an electrician by trade. Uh, along with all of our skilled trades partners, uh, the building trades, our big brother right here in the building trades, uh, we all pretty much have a similar apprenticeship style, apprenticeship you earn while you learn. Uh, the one thing that uh, IBEW, we have three different apprenticeship programs. We have audiovisual, Sonic Communication, we have um, your licensed electrician, which we call our inside wireman program, and residential as well. So if you go to our website, it's Detroit, E-I-T-C. Again, it's Detroit Electrical Industry Training Center.org. You go to that website, you'll be able to find all of our information. You can apply to our, our website on February 20th which is a Monday, third Monday in February. You gotta create a user profile before you can apply. Some of the prerequisites, you have to be at least 18 years old, high school diploma, GED, 
and you have to have one year of algebra in your transcripts. One year of high school level algebra. I know there's a little static on the mic, sorry. I don't know if I need to change out the mic or what, but a little static on this one. Yeah, that's better. Thank you. That's a lot better. So the IBEW has been around for 130 years. So we've, we've been in Detroit a long, long time. Uh, our apprenticeship programs um, are, you know, if you, if all the building trades apprenticeship programs are going to be the gold standard in the industries, whether it's carpenter, plumber, I'm going to start naming names. I'm going to forget somebody. But everybody's apprenticeship program is going to be uh, the industry standard uh, or the gold standard. Uh, same thing with the IBEW as well. And we haven't been together in a long time. And I just want to really thank the Carpenters for hosting us today, Mary Waters. And it looks like we have uh, City Council Member Coleman Young here as well, who's also my neighbor. So yeah. good to see you, my brother. Thank you for you, everybody making the time to come out here. But yes, other sir. than that, thank you, Mary, for uh, Council Member Waters for bringing us all together. Thank you so much. Where's that mic Okay. Yeah. Real quick, um, my name's Adrian Bonds. I'm a representative for the Michigan Building Trades. I represent all these guys up here uh, for GM, for Chrysler, DTE, um, Consumers Energy, anything that we have a project labor agreement on, I represent all these men up here and women. Um, so I don't want to leave you guys out or women out. That's right. So uh, if there's anything that I can do to assist with um, connecting you with any of these guys up here, um, you can give me a call. Again, my name's Adrian Bonds. My phone number is 313-400-1546. Thank you. Hello, everybody. I am Coleman Alexander Young, city councilman at large. Uh, it is my honor to be here. And first, I just think, can we just get a round of applause for uh, Mary Waters and all this leadership that she's shown today? Can we just, as well as Council President Sheffield, who just walked in. Um, thank you for allowing me to be here. Um, I just wanted to say that the reason why I'm here is because you represent an opportunity for people who would never be able to participate in this economy to do so. Um, the bricklayers, the plumbers, the electricians, the opportunities for Detroiters to be able to go and make something out of themselves. And not only have the beauty and the freedom of work, but to be able to contribute to society and to be able to lift themselves out of their station. And, that, and the reason why we're here is because the union represents the best at doing this. You're not just being trained to do this profession. When you get through training here, you will be the absolute best at what you do. And so I just wanted to come here to say I support that. I support equal pay for equal work. I believe in united we bargain, divided we beg. And um, I believe that the greatest stimulus package in this city, in this state, in this country is the union. And the reason why we have most of the problems we have in this country is because of the lack of union representation. And so understand that what we're doing here not only is just repairing the city, 
It's really building a model for the state and for the nation. And so I'm just humbled to be here. I'm honored to be here. I look forward to working with you because I think one of the greatest gifts you could give is to give to something, someone that they cannot repay you. And we cannot repay everyone in this room for what you are providing the city with, with an opportunity for a man and a woman to be able to make a good wage, a living wage, using his hands and his skills and his intellect. So I thank you. I appreciate you. Look forward to working with you. All right. Thank you. All right. Madam uh, President. Thank All right. You. Thank you. Good evening, everyone. And please excuse me for being a little bit late. I want to also thank uh, Council Member Waters at large for hosting this meeting. Uh, I believe that the Skilled Trades Task Force is extremely important as we talk about the revitalization of our city. Uh, we have a project before council right now. We're in the process of going through a CBO process for District Detroit. We're talking about an $800 million uh, incentive package that is being requested. Uh, and oftentimes when we see these projects with incentives, we're told that we don't have enough Detroiters, that Detroiters are not qualified, or that we don't have enough skilled uh, workforce to be able to complete these projects. And so I, I guess after nine years of sitting on the council hearing that, I believe that we can't keep using that narrative. I believe that we have tons and tons of men and women who are ready to work, who have the, the skills, the qualifications, but just may need the direction and the resources and the people to guide them. And so I believe that this skilled trades task force can help do that. Um, I also have to say, you know, I would be remiss if I didn't mention uh, the history of my family with the unions. Uh, you can't talk about the UAW and the union movement in this city without not mentioning my great-grandfather, Horace Sheffield, uh, the founder of the TULC. Um, and when we talk about uh, the middle class in Detroit, it was because of the, the, the labor movement. And so I think that uh, we have to get back to the core of what we are, our values are, and Detroit is a, is a union city. Um, we produce uh, union, union work produces higher wages, benefits, health care. Uh, and so to me, it's not just about touting how many jobs we've created in our city, but we want careers, we want good paying jobs, quality work, and that, that's what I believe that the union mo movement uh, is all about. And so I envision this skilled trades task force really serving uh, as a conduit to providing that information and resources to residents, making sure that you guys are at the table uh, when it comes to these projects uh, so that we can ensure that on every single project that we can achieve 51% of Detroit residents working on these projects. So however my office can be of any assistance, we're here to help, but I do appreciate both of my colleagues for making sure that we continue this tradition of having the Skilled Trades Task Force. So thank you so much. All right. Thank you, uh, Madam President. Um, well, let me just brag on myself for a moment. <laughs> just a quick little second. Um, I, uh, I'm a former member of the uh, UAW because I worked at Blue Cross Blue Shield for a lot of years. I was one of the organizers in helping Blue Cross Blue, um, uh, UAW come into Blue Cross and Blue Shield. So it goes way back for me. I'm currently a member of the American Federation of Teachers. So. I truly, truly believe in it. And so I just want you all to know that, 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 that I support what, what it stands for, what it, what it actually means, and, and I know 
that, you know, in this state, and I'm waiting for them to repeal right to work. Hey, you guys, see, a lot of people get fooled by the phrase right to work. And that's how deceptive they are. What that means is that you have the right not to earn a decent living. That's what that means. So um, having said that, let's, um, let's go ahead. There was a young man who, who came up a little bit earlier, um, Madam uh, Sheffield and, and um, Young. We're going to uh, listen to folks who are here to uh, obtain a trade. Well, I, I'm interested to see what, what they're planning to go into. So good afternoon. Good afternoon. How's everyone doing? Good, good. So I'm a carpenter under the local of 687. Oh, what is it? Yep, 687. And um, I'm only 18 years old. I got, out, I got into the union right out of high school. And um, I can say it's, um, it's, it's a blessing because I didn't want to go straight to college, not exactly know what I wanted to pursue for a career. But I did know one thing, that learning a trade is, is awesome. It's awesome to learn. And um, what can I say? What can I say? Uh, sorry, it's just, this was, I just want to say thank you, John Perkins, for inviting me to this um, program. First off, I, this is like, this is last minute. He texted me or called me like within an hour. So I was like, wow, okay. So this is, this is serious. <laughs> All right, so anyways, let me tell you guys how I ended up here. So... I started with uh, a pre-apprenticeship program at Wayne County Community College um, at 17. And from there, um, they started me with um, framing, framing little houses, little huts and stuff like that. And also I had business representatives coming into the Wayne County Community College um, meets and you know, basically explaining some different trades. And I was interested with carpentry because carpentry, it kind of touches up with a little bit of everything. And honestly, you guys, oh, not, never mind. But, <laughs> but, but you know, they, they do a lot of work. And that's what I was interested in because, you know, that's, that's what I really wanted to get into. And especially like real estate and stuff like that. And I feel like that would be really good to start off with. But um, yeah, I'm part of the 687 and I'm willing to go all the way with it and, you know, Oh, also, also, um, how I ended up find how I ended up finding um, the union is when John Perkins came to Wayne County Community College and he started um, talking about union meetings, and that and I ended up going to a union meeting and I started um, sourcing out. I started um, meeting different people and just like that, I was in the union. As it was, it was crazy for me being straight out of high school, graduating prom. Summer, now now I'm a carpenter. I didn't waste no time. So I'm just letting you know that, you know, it's never too late. You guys got this. Whatever you guys want to do, you guys can do it. Thank you. Good afternoon, guys. Good to see all my union brothers here. Represent, thank God for the union, right? Thank God. In this time and uh, era, uh, my name is Antoine. I'm a BA here for uh, Michigan Regional Council of Carpenters. I cover Wayne County, Oakland, and Macomb. I'm also uh, the face of the co-op program that we have going on. We have early intervention with high school students. Loyola High School is one of them. So just to let y'all guys know that we're doing more than enough to make sure our city 
become that great city again. You know, back in the day, you had the big three. Now it's all about the union. Not, no disrespect, but the union's stepping up, and we want to make sure our brothers and sisters be able to get a job and an opportunity in this great city because we, we are a great city, and we will continue to be that. And our union has opened up our doors to the community, to everybody here in the city that wants an opportunity. And not only that, our other on union brothers and sisters is welcome. We want to just make sure everybody get an opportunity, get a skill, and be able to learn, and be able to make good money, and go to college debt-free. That's one thing we do. We make sure you come in our program freely. And if you have the work ethic and the right attitude, you'll make it. So once again, thank God for the union. Yes, for sure. Now, now remember early on, I did ask um, who was currently not in a program was looking to get into a program. Let me see those hands again. All right, that's what I want to know. I want you to share with us, please, what you want to do. Can you do that? All right. Okay, so my name is Christina. I formerly used to work for Chrysler, and I have experience in like fanning robots and electrical work, but I wasn't able to advance to electrician. So I'm looking to hopefully advance to electrician and get more knowledge on being an electrician and doing robotics work. All right, you're in the right place. <laughs> All right, come on next, just briefly share, please. Hi, my name is Miracle. I'm 16 years old, and one of my trades I want to do is nursing because I can help, like, y'all, the contractors, the plumbers, and stuff when they hurt and stuff. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. My name is Sean. I was uh, currently um, working out at uh, UPS. I did formally uh, get a little feel as to how this um, trade center works. Mm -hmm. I was in millwrights. However, you know, I'm currently just trying to get back into the millwrights so I can uh, better develop myself, you know, get back into the swing of things. Yeah. All right. Thank you. You heard that, John. Yeah, uh, just my name is Ethan, and I was just doing community college for about two years, and uh, wasn't the biggest fan of it. <laughs> uh, kind of got tired of just every day, just classes. But anyways, and now I'm just looking for something to do with my time, uh, be productive, you know, as a young man. So yeah, that's basically it. Hey, okay. I'm at Birdie's Boy the Third. I work at Chrysler. Uh, I'm looking forward to like welding, I would say. I had welding inside of high school. It was really cool to me. I have a couple like family members that do welding right now. And it's probably like, I would say other thing, probably HVAC. Mm -hmm. uh, anything probably, I would say. Anything to just get out of my element, I would say. I'm just willing to learn, that's all. Okay. All right. Well, hopefully um, we can help you decide today what that will be and get you going in the program. Yes. 
Go ahead. Hello, my name is Ronald Foster. Um, I'm a 38-year-old combat veteran. I lost a lot um, after coming back from the war. Recently getting back and together. I like this city. I love the city. I own here. And anything that the city has to offer, I'd like to be an example to the others that follow that you can take advantage of things that are available here. I don't have any particular craft um, in mind, but I am aware and conscious of the state of our community, blight here. And so these skills will um, allow us to directly tackle blight and a lot of other things within our community. And so that's why I'm here. Any other um, opportunities that um, the city is willing to offer, I'm glad they're offering it nowadays. And um, I'm more than willing and excited to um, contribute and get, uh, take advantage of it. All right, thank you. Um, so first of all, thank you for your service. Thank you so much. Um, secondly, I wasn't quite clear in terms of what it is that you might want to do. Did you hear anything coming from any of these gentlemen that's sitting up here that you kind of like to, you know, train in? Anything? Well, yeah, I'm open to everything. Um, I think when I initially started out and labeled as being a combat veteran, it means that it's open to everything that's available. Uh, whatever trades that um, that they might see that um, I might be better in, then I'll work on that. Um, and so that, that's really where I'm at. I'm a citizen here. I have a nonprofit as well. And so the, the key to this thing is to be an example, lead by an example. And so um, I don't necessarily need the income of trades, but the people behind me need it. They need to see the other people willing to take time off their life to capitalize on these opportunities and that these opportunities are here and they're available. Okay. John, were you going to say something? Yes, because, um, uh, and, and again, thank you for your service. Um, I just wanted to uh, touch on, um, when you mentioned that you were a veteran, uh, we also, we do, uh, most, most of the trades up here, if not all of them, we have uh, the, the Hell Mr. Hard Hats program for individuals uh, coming home from uh, the, the service, making sure that you all connect to these opportunities as well. Um, so I would love to talk to you uh, afterwards and share contact information. Mm -hmm. All right, yes, you're gonna, you, you got up, or you're gonna, okay, you, you're gonna say the same thing. You, okay, yes, go ahead. through a program because I'm a returning citizen as well so I went through a apprenticeship readiness program that I'm here to present to you guys it's free training for you for lay people people who don't have any experience it's free training we prepare you to become an apprentice in the trades and how we do that we get you OSHA 30 I know you get it once you become an apprentice but we get you to OSHA 30 and we, we collaborate with most of the trades here so they can vouch for it. Um, we get you OSHA 30, we get you lead, asbestos, silica, AED, CPR, construction math, and construction blueprint reading. It's free training to you guys. You get you, There's a $1,600 stipend. It's nine weeks, it's virtual. And I went through the program and it prepared me to be an apprentice and not only be an apprentice, but to win the Massey Award. So if anybody's interested in an apprenticeship readiness program, I'll be here until like 5.30. <laughs> All right, now that's an assertive young lady. Okay, all right, so we had some additional people to come in. Uh, what we're doing at this time, 
for those of you who are here who are seeking, if you just want to share just a little bit with us, who are seeking uh, some sort of training, apprenticeship, uh, could you just share with us all of these uh, gentlemen up here uh, on this row uh, represent various unions and various trades. So um, I want you to, if you could, just share with us what you'd like to go into. Can you do that? Right here, yes. How you guys doing today? Yeah, um, I'm Brandon Woodson. I just moved back here from Miami, Florida. I'm originally from here, born and raised in this area, actually. Um, I just did an apprenticeship to be an electrician. And when I came back here, they told me my license didn't transfer here from Florida for some reason. Yeah. Um, so I've been, like, for the last couple months, I've been working with the uh, UAW out of Pontiac for the stagehands. And I've been trying to find something doing electrical work. Um, I really don't want to do the stagehand work. But. Oh, Rick, we need to get that. No, well, here, pass that one down. It's easier. Well, today is your lucky day. You're in the right place. <laughs> There's no mistaking about it. So uh, the IBW is right downtown, 1358 Abbott Street. You can call our main number. Uh, is 313-963-2130. Uh, Can you say that for me one more time? 313-963-2130. So I have a question. IBEW. So I have a question. Um, the type of wiring that I was doing before I came here was all underground wiring. Is there a difference? And that's why the license didn't transfer up here or my experience didn't count here? You get into a subject matter of of, uh, of state, you know, jurisdictions uh, mm -hmm. where certain states will have reciprocity of licensing, but uh, unfortunately, the state of Michigan does not reciprocate with uh, the Florida. state of Florida. Yeah. yeah, and that's a much larger uh, discussion. Uh, that's a that's a legislative fix. We can't fix that. That's uh, that comes out of land. I mean, I understood why it didn't transfer because it's two different types of wiring. We have above ground wiring, they have below ground wiring. So, and I did everything from uh, commercial to industrial, but none of it transferred here. They said you have to redo the apprenticeship. You have to redo the. Um, we'll connect. We'll connect, okay. brother. We need we need electricians. We are hungry and we're ready to put you to work. So come okay. see me after uh, the meeting and we'll 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 see what we can do to help you out. Okay. All right. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Rick. Now I do not want to see anybody leave here today who wants to be in a program, not connect with somebody. That's what this is all about. Making sure that we connect that we get things going. So, so you can't be shy about it. Uh, if we need to break off into little, little groups or something, you have the carpenters in one section, uh, electrical workers in, in another section. We want to make that happen. So uh, meanwhile, is there anyone else who'd just like to share what they like to, yes. <laughs> what you were talking about this this is all about networking you know everybody in here is trying to help you all these people they're they're trying to help you so it's all up to you to talk out speak out everyone has a voice here I have to learn that myself so <laughs> well I'm glad you did thank you yes sir mm -hmm. <laughs> 
Good afternoon, everybody. Afternoon. Um, this might be slightly off format, but it is a question for the panel. Okay. My wife and I run a youth services agency for young people between 16 and 24. I need to know if anyone on the panel, hello, Rick, um, <laughs> has a program that we might be able to introduce our young people to that are interested in these types of careers. Absolutely. Um, so speaking, and I wanted to get into that a little bit more in depth uh, mm -hmm. at later conversations, uh, but we have a, a program that we partner with the city of Detroit through their GDYT program, our summer camp. So every summer we bring in 30, yeah, 30 to 40 uh, high school students um, from the ages of 16, from the ages of 14 through 17, and we te teach them the craft of carpentry. It's a six-week program. They start off uh, with uh, OSHA, which is a construction safety uh, class, because we want to make sure that the young men and women that go through those programs go home the same way they came, right? So we want to make sure we teach them safety first. Um, that the second week, we teach them how to work with the tools and the saws. So um, the projects that they work on are like, you know, bird houses here, dog houses there. Um, but the cool thing about this project, I mean, this program is the, the last four weeks of that, that program, they're actually out in the community. And if you drive through this community right now, every new porch and every new ramp that you see, a 14-year-old built that. So we're, we're, it's a twofer, right? We're exposing the young men in the city about these opportunities. We're giving them a trade that no one could take away from them, but also we're helping out our neighbors um, and making sure that they, that they, they live in a livable home, right? Um, so, but also once that exposure piece, um, you're gonna hear that a lot tonight. It starts with the exposure, but it doesn't end there, right? We, we're exposing these opportunities to individuals and what the men on this panel and also the, the men and women that work in our industry, what we're doing every day is not just exposing these opportunities, but connecting the dots to these opportunities. So skill trade, uh, I mean, so uh, meetings like this, task force meetings like this, are a blessing to individuals that attend it. And I, I want to you know, echo everybody else that, that said it earlier. Be sure that you connect with one of us. There's no dumb question. You know, any, any questions that you all have about any of, the, any of these trades, to be, to be honest, a lot of individuals out here probably don't know what carpenters really do. When you think about a carpenter, folks think about framing, framing with wood or laying carpet. Little, Little Caesar's Arena, who do you think helped build Little Caesar's Arena? Any guess? <laughs> Me along, alongside my brothers and sisters on this panel. Um, so again, when you think about the projects and the revitalization of the city, what, what beautiful, what beautiful uh, connection would it be if you were working on projects in a city that help you be the person that you are, right? Um, I'm a testament to that. I said, um, Detroit resident, born and raised, still live here. I had an opportunity to work on Little Caesar Arena almost eight years ago, one of my first projects. So I am a testimony to what these opportunities can give you all, but you all have to take that first step so that way we can connect those dots. Can I follow that up? Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. As a testament to what you just said, our organization is the group that had the young people go through the cohort last year. Absolutely. Okay? Thanks again, Rick. Um, anyone in here that's interested in the carpenters, I can attest to their um, caring, their teaching method, and the follow-up they have with the young people. We had 20, I think it was 22 young people that went through it last summer. I have been involved with uh, Jamal and the crew here 
for four or five years, so I can speak to what it is they do. But my original question was to get beyond the carpenters, because I've got Jamal. I can call him anytime to get an answer. But I, I needed the other on the panel. Okay. <laughs> Come on down, girl. <laughs> um, so... Uh, for those of you that weren't here earlier, my name is Riata Stroud. I'm the community engagement representative for the operating engineers, Local 324. Um, we partner up along with the carpenters, electricians, plumbers, pipe fitters, sheet metal workers to pilot pretty much a program called Detroit Workforce of the Future. This is going to be our seventh cohort this year, and it's a conjunction of a variety of Detroit public schools, high school specifically, so Randolph, Cody, Osborne, just to name a few. Mm -hmm. In that program, the students learn about a variety of skilled trades. They get an opportunity to get OSHA 30. So to get OSHA 30 and still be a high school student, that's magnificent, to say the least. Um, we also take the opportunity to take them to our actual training centers. We take them out to Howell. We take them to Detroit. We take them to the, they came here. Um, we do hands-on activities with them, in addition to them doing their must safety module. So for those of you who don't know, must safety is a huge part of, of the unions. Um, Everyone pretty much has to do these classes. So to give these students the opportunity and exposure to everything beforehand is vital. And then um, in that program, it's a 16-week program, but the students are also paid. They're paid $15 an hour, plus an additional $25 per must module that they complete. And that's just one of the programs that we partner up with. Another one, like she was saying, is Access for All. So for the young adults out here, 18 and older, Access for All is an adult version of Detroit Workforce of the Future. It gives you exposure to all of the skilled trades across the state of Michigan in conjunction with some hands-on experiences, and you get a direct entry from both programs into the skilled trade of your choice if you meet the requirements for that skilled trade. The reason why this is important is because most skilled trades only have one application process a month, a year, or sometimes a few times a year. So for us, for example, for stationary engineers, our application process is every year in September for the heavy equipment operators, so bulldozers, dump trucks, cranes, that stuff, that application is every year in June. So essentially, if you miss that application, you have to wait a year. But if you come through a pre-apprenticeship program, that's out the door. You can come in directly at any given time of the year once you finish that cohort. So that's why it's imperative, and I'm happy to be here, but also to speak to the WC31. I remember you because I came to speak to y'all class too, but I'm literally everywhere. <laughs> but um, we also um, got an, we worked with the WC3 program with Jamal and his students, and that is absolutely phenomenal. Like I, every month he's calling me like I got a new cohort, I got a new cohort. So I get the opportunity to go there, talk to his students about what we do, who we are, how to get into this industry, how this industry has changed my life. I too am from Detroit, graduated from Mumford High School, Crockett Technical School, studied architectural drafting and design, went on to get four degrees, um, one in engineering, communications, business wow. management, and architectural drafting and design. <laughs> and at the, same <laughs> at the same time, I was also uh, finishing up doing all my stationary work with the operating engineers. I've been with them for 14 years, five of those years. I was their chief union steward. I handled a huge portion of my career with the city of Detroit, so I am diehard for giving back to the city of Detroit, so I'm extremely happy to be here. I'm sorry I missed the first meeting. Thank you, John, for texting me. I was like, oh, marvelous. Like, perfect. <laughs> Time. So um, if you guys have any questions, I'm not on the panel, unfortunately, but if you guys have any questions, you know, I'll be here until things are over. I have my business card. If you have any questions about just skill trades in general, being a woman in this industry, that's a whole nother outlier that people don't talk about that there. 
we're trying to get to that, you know, 50, 50%. Right now, the operators, we're at roughly 40%, 14%, I'm sorry, 14% for women, but a lot of things that we're trying to combat is what makes women leave the trades, how can we get more women into the trades, because to come into this industry as a woman and be able to make six figures and not have to worry about looking for a man or a husband to pay the bills, I've just recently purchased my first home. Uh, so. <laughs> I can honestly say, like, this career is life-changing. And, if you, again, if you guys have any questions, like, please feel free to reach out to me. <laughs> Thank you, guys. I, I mean, I should have all had this together. I wasn't ready. But I want to piggyback off what Ms. Riata said, as well as Mr. Perkins. Actually, me and Mr. Perkins graduated from this. We were in the Access for All together. He's a business agent, and I'm a journey woman. So I, I'm here to represent the people that didn't have family. Like, I come from a crack addict mom, and um, my dad was just never there. So I didn't have a, a good start. I went to prison. I served eight years. I came home. I was determined not to go back to prison. The program that Ms. Um, Riata spoke about and what I'm here representing, it helps lay people. You don't have to know anything. You don't have to even know what trade you want to do. If you have a drive or will to change your life and to get a career, because these aren't jobs, these are careers. Like I got my journeyman card and when I won the award, I won $12,000, so I started my own business. So I'm not only a, a journey woman, I'm a business owner and I, I choose to come and give back because I'm too old, to be honest, to be building y'all roads again. But I want to help. <laughs> I'm just going to be transparent up here. That's the way That's to be, right. right? That's right. But I wanted to give back, and I want people to know mm -hmm. that you can. I'm you can be a returning citizen. You can be a lady. You can be black. And not only that, there's so many more benefits to it. But because I'm a black woman and I decided to build roads, MDOT sponsored me. And they'll sponsor you as well. They bought all my tools, my whole four years, all my tools, all my clothes, all of that. They're so, you, you heard them say that the packages were $71. It's so much more to what we can just tell tonight in these two hours. So I beg you guys to not leave here without talking to somebody to get the information you need because um, um, we need you guys just as much as you need these careers. And it's not a job, it's a career. I promise you it's a career. So thank you, guys. I'm done. I'm not getting back up no more. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hello. Um, one of my questions was um, to any one of you gentlemen or up here, when you guys chose trade, when did you identify that this is what you wanted to do? Um, you know, we as parents, I'm a parent of three children. I encourage them to go to school. I want them to go to college. I very rarely um, detour from that and say get a trade. And so I understand that trades come from like passions and different things that you enjoy. How do you identify if this is what you want to do? And then also, how do you turn trades into actual careers? Um, I could work with a trade and I could have, make a lot of money and everything but that money is not gonna give me a dental plan. That money is not gonna give me a health insurance plan. It's not gonna make sure my kids have health insurance. How do I turn these trades into actual careers where they're beneficial, where they're not just to make ends meet, not just to fulfill a passion, but to actually make it a career? 
Um, I was listening to the young lady here. It didn't just stop at trade workforce. She acknowledged that she got four other degrees. And so in this, it has to be an escalation, a process, and um, just dealing with kids every day. Some kids might not have the um, discipline at home or the right social environments to want to continue college. And we push them towards college, but when do we identify at an early age, if they say this is what I want to do, then we can start pushing them towards that and not wait till 18 or 19 mm -hmm. when they say this ain't what I want to do no more. How can we get that early start on these kids that are actually interested, that make a decision early on and say, I got a knack for engineering, I have a knack for these things, and then um, have programs, whatever it is available, to project that as opposed to, like I said, waiting until after high school, waiting until after first or second year of college and saying, this is what I don't want to do anymore. Something happened along the way. <laughs> um, real quick, um, you know, you have to have a passion for what it is you want to do in life. Um, you know, I graduated from school, and of course, I went to college for a year. But at the end of the day, it wasn't really what I, the, the path that I really wanted to take. Um, you know, I tell a story that uh, at a young age, my mother gave me a whooping for taking taking apart a remote control car at a young age. And uh, she regretted that because at the end of the day, I took the screwdriver and put that car back together and it worked. And she says, well, wow, like you're gonna work with your hands when you get older. Mm. And these opportunities, you never know when they're gonna come, but everybody on this panel started in the trades and they worked up to being business agents and representatives. And people see things in you that you don't see in yourself. So when you do the things that you need to do and, and, and you're productive on the job site, you know, a foreman will come up and say, hey, you know what, this might be the next guy to take my place. And you don't have to always work with your tools. You know, you can become a, a business representative. You become a, a project manager. So the sky's the limit. It just depends on the drive that you have to get to that, that end job where you can f feel, have that fulfillment and you can feel it in your heart that you know that you're making a difference. I mean, I represent these guys and I miss being in the field, but also too, I know that I have a, a job where I can represent them to the best of my ability to give them the tools they need when they have issues with GM, Ford, Chrysler, Walbridge, Barton Mallow. And somebody saw things in me that I didn't see in myself because they asked me to take this job. So you gotta know what your passion is and that drive that you have to get you next level and as far as insurance all these unions provide insurance dental medical and I mean I, I've come from I'm come from the roofers union as long as you have a birth certificate for your child and a marriage license your your family has insurance at no cost Can I, I wanted to add to that um, as far as um, what career to choose it's all about preference, what you like to do. For instance, with the, the masonry trades, which is brick, tile, terrazzo, cement, everything that we do is visual. So if you're one of those people who are artistic, who we like looking back and see what you have accomplished, like for instance, 
you know, um, back when they built the arenas, um, Jolos Arena and uh, Comerica Park, I worked on those. So occasionally when I go downtown, I'll take my kids, I'll say, I work right that wall. I know exactly where I worked. I didn't even know where I put their names. I wrote their names on the wall, and I know exactly what they wrote with their names. Like, for instance, when you go to uh, Comerica Park and you see Al Kalen, right above that wall, I wrote my kids' names. So it's a sense of pride. It's a matter of what you, what you like. So they need to search inside yourself and see what exactly is it you like. If you're one of those artistic people, you like working with your hands, you like working on heights, uh, you might be a bricklayer. If you like working on, a, you know, on, on you know, like altitudes, you might be working as a, a cement finisher. But if, if you're visual, that's something you might like. And if, each trade is a, uh, something that offers uh, something that people can enjoy. And it's a good living. You can support your family. You have a long career. You have to provide benefits and two pensions. So it's, it's a setup. It's a long-term career. You come in. You get all your trainings as your apprenticeship during your, during your journeyship. You get all your benefits, and when you retire, you can retire with dignity. You don't have to count on your kids and say, hey, can I move in with you because I didn't save any money? You got your two pensions. You can say, hey, look, kid, why not call Uber? We'll meet you somewhere for breakfast. You know what I mean? So anyway, that's, that's what most people, you know, what I would recommend for you to look inside yourself. Yeah, all of the uh, traits up here are an excellent opportunity or excellent option. Um, as far as uh, passion, I don't know what called me to plumbing. You know, um, sometimes I do put the blame on my mother. When I was like 12 years old, she had me replace a uh, fill, fill uh, valve in a, to in a, in a toilet. Mm. And uh, when I was about 34, my brother still at the family house, and he was like, yeah, the toilet's not working right now. So I revisit, and I just, I remembered that, you know, when I was 12 years old, about 22 years ago, I replaced the valve in this toilet. So I, so I put the blame on my mother turning me into a plumber, but I, I tried college as an option after high school, and uh, it, just wasn't, it just wasn't for me. So sometimes at these events where we're having career fairs and we're speaking to uh, the public or parents, uh, sometimes it's hard for us to present ourselves as an option because they want to walk past it because the narrative of college being the only option has been uh, you know, ingrained in everybody's uh, education. Mm -hmm. So um, the trades has done me well and my colleagues well, so it's like an option. Sometimes you just might fall into something. Apply for all of them. Like they said, the Wendell's, some of them have once a year, a couple times. We got, we got twice a year, but uh, I would say try them all. Uh, none, of them, none of them is a bad choice. So, well, I'd, I'd like to say just one, a couple little things here. So, um, you know, many of these trades here um, afford uh, an individual a tremendous amount of freedom. When you, when you complete your apprenticeship and you develop your skills, and uh, you know that's what life's all about, right? Developing all the skills you can. You can go anywhere in America and work, any state in the union and work. You can, uh, you can take a job, and if you don't like the job, you can quit the job and you can go get another job. You can solicit yourself. You don't always have to go through, you know, some unions allow you to solicit yourself where you can pick up the phone and call a buddy, call a company, whatever, and get on a job. You can work 40 hours a week. You can work seven days a week. You can work 10 hours a day. You can work 12 hours a day. And, uh, you know, it's all about what you put into it. But the health care is tremendous. The Blue Cross Blue Shield, the Cadillac plan, the dental. Your kids will have insurance in my industry until they're 26 years old. So... Uh, not everybody uh, wants to go to college. Um, 
you know, you can, it, it's a tremendous living and, and for all these trades. So I just wanted to mention a couple things there. Absolutely. And I think, I think you got everybody up here on their on they feet when you said uh, you were looking for a career and uh, looking for uh, benefits. I'm like, I, think, I think all of our ears went up like, oh, you're in the right place, brother. <laughs> Absolutely. So, again, just to echo uh, my brothers up here, um, again, this is the career, right? Um, and when you think about um, when you mentioned college and so on and so forth, uh, we, we, we've seen over the years that uh, parents and counselors are pushing our young men and women to college, college, college. Well, we pride ourselves being the other four-year degree, right? Mm -hmm. The other four-year degree. Uh, the only difference is instead of having $100,000 in student loan debt, you got $100,000 in your pocket after that four-year apprenticeship program. <laughs> yeah. That sounds a little better, right? Um, another thing you mentioned is re as it relates to um, you know, what we like to call early intervention, uh, exposing our younger men and women about these opportunities. I, I touched on earlier about the summer camp, um, but a lot of the trades up here, including ourselves, we, we go into these high schools. We have these uh, career fairs. Um, we also, the Carpenters actually have a high school curriculum called Career Connections, and we're teaching our curriculum at a high school level, and those, those credits that are obtained in high school transfer directly into our program once that young man or that young woman uh, graduates. Um, I think someone mentioned uh, Randolph earlier. Uh, that's the vocational school here in Detroit. We have great partnerships with them. Uh, we want to solidify that partnership so that way we can get more young men and women into that program because, again, that's a direct pipeline to um, our trade, uh, the Carpenters trade, as well as a few trades up here as well. Um, I took notes because you asked a lot of questions at that. Um, and again, um, the, the key thing that you keep hearing is passion, right? You know, everybody up here do what they do because of the passion. You know, my father once told me, son, find, a, find, find something that you love to do, and you'll never work a day in your life. Because when you go to work and you actually enjoy it, it's not work anymore. It's your passion. So that's for anybody out here that's um, interested in any of these trades up here. Don't come, don't, don't, become a carpenter because your buddy's a carpenter. Don't become a plumber because your uncle's a plumber. Become whatever trade you want to become because you can see yourself doing that um, for a long period of time because the passion that you all have established at that point. And like you said, um, like a young, young gentleman said a few minutes ago, once, once you're ready to put the tools down, you can retire in dignity. Anybody can retire, but retiring in dignity is what, we're, what we stand for. And uh, I just wanted to speak up on a point which you've been asking because I'm 18 and as soon as I came out of high school, I went straight to the union. Um, I've always been told that college is the way to go, college this, college that. And I was, I've been playing hockey. I've been playing hockey since I was six years old. And that's the only motive like, oh, you you are African-American playing hockey. You need to go to the league, you, this, that, and the other. I'm like, yeah, I like, I like hockey, but that's not my passion. I, I, it's not something that I really see myself doing for the rest of my life. And that's also going to college and, you know, people come in different, different people, you know, like you, it, people go through their own lives, their own careers, their own, their own stuff in which her certification is four years. That, that's, that's amazing. But you know, like it doesn't have to be that way. That doesn't, it's not, should I say, people look at that as the perfect life or the perfect role in which people go through their different routes in which it's not perfect for just everybody you know you got to find what you what your passion is 
you know? If you feel like that your, your kids is more creative in that stance, then try to push them towards a little bit more of creative stances and hopefully they'll find construction or some more than construction, even just being an artist. Like it doesn't, it, it expands. It all depends on what they like, you know? And I've realized that being pushed uh, being pushed into college, uh, it was like, it was it was so much pressure on me. I was like, is college the way to go? Is this what I was supposed to be doing right now? In which it's no it's no rush to it, you know. Some people start early, some people start late, you know. It's just the game of life. But, yeah. <laughs> oh, also, 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 I want to say. Um, <laughs> also, I want to say. Uh, <laughs> being, being in this trade, it's not about what you know, it's about who you know. In life. In life. In life. <laughs> For sure. Wow. In life. Yeah, yeah, my name is Tony Stewart. So you guys know. This, um, I'm, I've, I used to run this union for 35 years here in Detroit. So this school was an idea I came up with 30 years ago. And this is part of the, the puzzle to make sure Detroiters have somewhere in their own city where they could come and get educated. But you have to know how to get here and make these people educate you because they'll tell you about the program. So the first thing you got to do, the reason why a lot of Detroiters, and, and we came up with plenty of programs, and some of them worked, some of them didn't. But the ones I came up with worked because I was a guy in the streets that didn't have nowhere to go and were running around doing everything until we had a, 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 a person come and get involved and start opening the door for young people like myself, called me young. And you got two of them you, that, that was there and understand what I'm talking about. The son a little bit younger, but you know, he wasn't back there with us, but he here now. And that's the son of the Coleman Young. And then you got people like Sheffield, you got people like Mary. And the thing is, Detroit is what you guys got to do. Everybody in here shouldn't be sitting here looking like this. The first thing we used to do and stuff, try to find out, you know, it's about educating because a lot of people don't know what trade they want until you start getting educated in what the trade does. And one thing you guys got to do is start telling them how much they start off with. Apprenticeship program, they want to hear the package of the journeyman. Tell them what they start off with and what kind of opportunities they could get. And when you leave, before you leave, go right up there and make them do their job. Because I know what it is to bring everybody in here know how many people I brought in. But I didn't bring them in just talking to them. I gave them a job now. If they came to me today, he's one of them. John Perkins one of them. I picked him up. Gave him a job now, took him through nine years, now he's in my seat. I moved out the way because I'm a people's leader. Now I want to help you guys draw into this because I'm the secret of drawing in. Inside, they won't tell you how to draw in. I know how to bring you in. So my whole thing, the only reason I'm at this task force me because I was part of before. Now I want you to get involved, stand up, get on this mic, tell them what you want to do, and Tell them, how can you get me there? The electrician, before you leave, go up there and get Rick Carr. Don't let him just tell you, hey, call the hall. Go up there and say, you tell me and take me to the hall. So you can get That's in there because if you had license already in another state, it's a way to get you in quicker than a guy who's just trying to learn. 
So these are the kind of things you guys got to know how to make this work for you. This school is here, and one thing I didn't like about the school, and I can say it, but a lot of people won't say it, I can. It's not enough African-American Detroiters in this school. This school was built for Detroiters to come and get involved because if you don't get involved with these skilled trades, you won't be living in the city long. The city is growing. Taxes going up. They developing everywhere. So you got to listen to these guys when they talk. And, you, and, and I see people leaving and people sitting there, people going to sleep, wake up, listen, get involved. Because these programs and stuff is all about what you want to do. I have retired. I'm, I'm living on a serious pension. Serious. I ain't talking about one of these little small ones. I don't have to be here. But I'm going to be here for my people because I want you guys to do the same thing that I did when I ran into a person like Coleman Young, the people that, the true leaders, which we need more of, and that's why I'm going to keep biting and pushing until they all become that. But we need true leaders to come out and grab you guys because you're confused. You hear everything and you ain't getting nothing. You go to a program, you wait for two or three weeks, you're still waiting to get a job. No Detroit is going to wait around for no money. Am I right or wrong? What you gonna do? You gonna go get something, you gonna go do something. These skilled trade jobs don't tell you enough. We were sucking them in. I had to go to communities and go door by door almost, like a politician. <laughs> but that, it, it, it's part of my passion. Because what I was making, I wanted you to make the same thing because if we go past all these jobs and don't see none of us there, Detroiters, we know the real Detroiters, right? Am I wrong? We don't see Detroiters and people that live in the city working on these jobs. Your tax base is gone. So the thing is now for me to come in and be part of you guys, and I know how to make them move. So to make them move, I'm, bringing, I'm coming to you guys as a leader and say, get up. Everybody in here should get on this mic one at a time from that end of the table to that end of the table all the way around the room and tell them why you're here. I know all you guys here for a reason, right? Mm. Right or wrong? Get up and get on this mic and make this meeting come alive and tell them what you want and make them do it. Anything I can help you do, I'm going to be sitting right there. <laughs> I'm going to be every last one of these meetings, too, one at a time. When we come back to the next one, who from this meeting got an opportunity? If nobody got an opportunity, I'm going to get on them and tell them you ain't doing your job. Especially <laughs> the guys I brought in, they got to do their job. Like John Perkins and Antoine, he don't left. He's my nephew. I go, I dock at his door real quick. I go to John's house too. So get involved with these skilled trades. It's a lot of good money in these skilled trades. It will give you an opportunity that you cannot get nowhere else. Detroiters didn't have this years ago. So get on this mic. And, and, and I hope Mary would just go from that end of the table, ask him what he want, hear him. That's what we used to do. <laughs> the last skill we go from table in 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 to it was over. Cause everybody wants well, something. Okay. Well, so we let's do, do that. Do that, get, that the, get up and get involved. Come on. So, yeah. Come on. Come on. <laughs> get on up here. I just want to say before we continue, can we just give a round of applause to Tony Stewart one more time? All the work that he's done, the innovator, the originator. The progenitor, we call him the Morpheus of, of labor. We just want to thank him for all the work that you've done and continue to do. We appreciate you, brother. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, good afternoon, everybody. Oh, 
My name is Michael. Um, 24 years old. I did go to college. Wasn't really for me, but um, all throughout college, I was interested in carpentry. You know, that was always on my mind. Come come see me before you leave, all right? Uh, yeah, yeah, don't leave out, Michael, without talking with John. John, do you need to get up and go see? Are you are, are you about to leave? Okay, all right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> yes. Uh, good evening. My name is Tamuk Scruggs. I am a journeyman from local 80 Sheet Metal Workers of America. Uh, Dave Hartsuck is our organizer. I am a long-term uh, visitor of the Skill Trades Task Force. I actually started stalking the Skill Trades Task Force in 2005. I, I, I was. Uh, I'm, I, I rep stalking it. Back when Tony Stewart, I was trying to get into the carpenters program and everything. So a bit of my story is I represent a large demographic of Detroit residents. I'm a black man. I have felonies. Uh, only had a high school diploma when I first started this. But now I've gone through the apprenticeship program. I actually got in. Like I said, I started in 2005 trying to get in to all of them. But I finally got into the Sea Meadows local in 2014. I got in at 42. So there's no excuses for anybody to say, well, I'm too old to get into a trade. We started that trade, I was making $10.66 an hour. We mentioned, because everybody here, because we Detroiters, what the money like. <laughs> the money now is $40 an hour. So if anybody can't do math in here, I'll increase my income four times the pay rate. So it's a big difference from $10 an hour to $40 an hour. And these programs, and we're not even the highest paid program. I ain't even gonna mention what the uh, operator engineers make <laughs> or what the electricians make, but they I all make great money and they all start out. We, so right now in the city, everybody's thing is trying to get into the plants because that's what they've been programmed to think, that that's the level of success that you can achieve. But when you go somewhere and you get offered, I just got an offer a job just this past Friday for $100,000, but the pay rate was me taking a pay cut from what I would have to make from sheet metal. Oh. So you had the opportunity to do that. And it doesn't matter what your circumstances are. If you can come in with a high school diploma or GED, y'all heard that as part of the requirements. You can come in with felonies. You've heard that. As far as identifying when to make the decision, I had my grandson at eight years old at our Halloween party in our building dedication for Steve Merzen. And he does, he puts up fences now at 12. So there are programs, I, I actually was on a board for the Boy Scouts, the Explorers program for all the skill trades. And that's what they do. They don't just wait till you get to 12 and 14. They go out to all the programs to kids and best way to find out what your kid like, find the people in your network, in your circle, that do skilled trades, that build stuff, and expose your kids to it. And you'll see if they like it. And if they like it, get them to that. I tell, so I tell people this all the time. Skilled trades is for the people that college isn't for. Because, you know, if you ain't for the skilled trades, go to college. That's how I tell people. Because... You can. You can, because I've done both. Because I actually completed a two-year program at Henry Ford. I have a degree. But the debt compared to going through the <laughs> trades, because we make doctor money. 
but we make it without the debt in the beginning. Now, they may catch us and pass us over the long term, but they still got to clear that $200,000 worth of debt. That's $100,000 in your pocket. So that's the opportunity. And just so we can have a kind of understanding of what the benefits of this is. 2021, I took my father to Africa for my 50th and his 75th birthday. I, I accomplished that because I was in the trade and could afford to do that. He now has just purchased land in Africa. Never been there. But I'm a, just, so there's one last demographic that I represent. I'm a street dude. So just so we clear, because like he said, Detroiters don't wait to get no money. And so what we're used to is having to survive and get money quickly and get a lot of it. So now I have the luxury to be able to make a lot of money without having to do a whole lot of hard work. And I don't have to worry about the police kicking my door in or chasing me down by no warrants. I ended up getting my license. You ain't got to worry about crossing eight mile no more. I got real insurance. <laughs> you know, all the things that we survived through in the city, I now had a luxury to be able to sit back and I can, I can relax now. And so that's what the trades offered me and presented with me. But there, listen, this ain't even just, man, we got crazy stories, but if you take the time to get here and make these, like he said, make them do their job and stay in their ear. I told you, I started stalking them in 2005. But you got to stay on them because you can't just walk in because there's a process. But if you stay diligent and you stay committed to yourself, you can get in and make the money and, and use that as the stepping stone to create whatever you want to create. So you don't have to worry about if you're going to have benefits or not because you're going to get them. You're going to get top-notch benefits. And you're going to have a career because these are transferable skills. You get into the auto plant, you're on an assembly line, I worked at Chrysler. I put in eight bolts in the oil pants. I can't take that nowhere. So if you get laid off, all you can do is go back to the assembly line. You get laid off in the trade, you can go find another company and be right back working. So those are some of the benefits. But in order to identify when, as soon as you the person that's most influential in your children's lives or in your network's lives decide that you want to expose them to different trades and how to build, that's when they, you can identify it because you'll see it right then. <laughs> so I had a, my name's Brandon Woodson again. I had a quick question for the union guy from the electric uh, place. Um, how long is the residency and, um, the apprenticeship? Is it a like 609 hour residency and apprenticeship? The, my name is Rick Proust again, IBEW. Our apprenticeship program is 8,000 hours. It's a minimum of 8,000 hours. Uh, you're getting paid the entire time. Tony wanted to give me, uh, well you start off with $22 an hour uh, okay. as an apprentice. So you earn while you learn, you've heard it over and over again. What that means is we pay you, you're on the job, the IBW has job placement. You're not soliciting your own work. You're not looking for a job. We put you on the job. Yeah, see, they didn't pay us down there. It didn't work like that. They provided you with the tools. They made you take the classes. And then after you, like, I had a job offer up here for $125 an hour, but I was under contract with the school down there, so I couldn't come up here to get the job. So I was kind of, like, mad about that because I was like, I never heard of somebody getting $125 an hour to go to a stadium to program the lights and mess with the smoke detectors. 
you know. Yeah, so I'm back now, but I had to get it. I had to pass the job opportunity up and give it to a friend. Like my friend recommended me to be an electrician. I had seen him on the road. I've been in Miami for the last five years. I've just been coming back and forth like during the hurricane season and buying property down there and here. Um, currently, what I want to do is like um, build like like just show like underprivileged youth how to like get into the music industry because that's what I do. The electrician thing was just something for me to profit from to enhance what I'm doing with the music stuff and to teach the youth and something to give back to the community. So for the last like 10 years here, I've been doing like shoe drives. There was a lady here that I went to school with, Kelly. I don't know where she just went, but I did like a lot of charity events here, but I'd never do the Associated Press for it. I don't care about the press. I'm not doing it for the press. I'm doing it to get back to where I'm from. So the electrician thing is something that I tell everybody about. And I was just trying to figure out the steps to move forward and getting to this, me helping at a rec center, a guy was like, you should go to this task force meeting. So that's why I'm here now. Um, my second question is to everybody on the panel, if like a couple of my uh, relatives don't have high school diplomas or they don't have GEDs, will they still be able to get into some of the programs without those things? Or do they have to, is that a, is that a requirement for every program? They have to have a GED or a high school diploma. That's a requirement for the IBEW. Mm. So it's a requirement for all of their trades here, and I think uh, Faith was getting ready, or she was getting ready to mention as well. That's where the pre-apprenticeship programs come into place, right? Um, mm -hmm. To help you get that GED and so on and so forth, to, to get the prerequisites to get into the apprenticeship. So you have opportunities, um, you have resources in this room that you can get information for for those individuals to uh, enter into those pre-apprenticeship programs, which at that point, once they complete that, is a direct entry into the programs that we have. Okay. Yeah, because that was just like one of the things I was concerned with because I was going to tell a few of my family members and people I know that don't have the proper education or background about the program today. I just wanted to have the information first so I can relay it. Um, well, good. Please tell them. Yeah, I am. I am. As soon as I leave mm -hmm. here, I'm actually going to go to the studio and have a meeting with everybody. Um, so when I came back, the first thing I did, like I said, I've been working with the stagehands. Um, a friend told me about that. I did all the concerts for the Aretha. And then when I started doing the ones at the Little Caesars Arena, I had told the guy, hey, I'm an electrician by trade. So I got into the automation thing. And then he was like, well, where's your license and stuff? He was like, well, I got a couple people here who are licensed. As long as you're working with them, you can do the automation thing. So I did automation for all the concerts they've been having at Little Caesars Arena. And prior to that, uh, the Aretha. Well, yeah, Shane Park. So, but that was all I wanted to know about the residency and the apprenticeship. So you have to do both still. And then would I be just starting over from the ground up or my experience will transfer over? Sounds, uh, yeah, we're just uh, working on the mic. So we need an uh, electrician right now, sound, sound man. <laughs> uh, I do both. So yeah, no, you wouldn't have to start over. I mean, if you have experience, you know, we'd be able to use that experience uh, as placement, right? Okay. Uh, but the state of Michigan still requires a license. So okay. you'd have to work towards getting that. So once I get my license from here, it's universal. I don't have to worry about Statewide, going. yeah, statewide. So, so statewide again? Yeah. Okay. Yep, statewide, oh. anywhere in the state. All right.
That's all I need to know. I'm gonna I'm gonna get up and, and I'm gonna come and see you right now because I don't want Tony talking about me. So I'm coming to get you right now. Yeah. And, and in fact, that's a that's a great idea. Um, I got a question. You know, to have those conversations with the various um, uh, trades individuals. If you have some questions that you were not willing to ask while you were, you know, up front here, perhaps you can get some one-on-one -on -one attention. We're going to hear from this gentleman first, though. How you doing? My name is Anthony Brown. I represent um, UAW Local 7. I am a part of the Big Three. Um, I have a podcast. This is what we do. So I'm here representing them, the people that wants to know, because I'm going to take all this information back and say it on my podcast, and we have a nice following right now. So I would okay. like to know when is the next meeting, and do everyone on the panel have a card available that well, I can grab? I, I can certainly tell you when the next meeting is. The next, I don't know. The, I think that's uh, the third Wednesday, at February 18th, I believe. And it's going to be at um, Laborers Local 1191 on West Grand Boulevard. Thank you. I do have a card for you, but I also have information on our apprenticeship program here. I got pamphlets here. Uh, we do we do two entrance exams a year, and our next one's actually next week. With our deadline to apply, which is in person, is this Friday. So if anybody is interested in the sheet metal industry. Um, grab one of these pamphlets. It's got a phone number to call in the back. Uh, set up a time to register. And like I said, we got an entrance exam next week for a class of apprentices we'll be bringing in in April. We'll put you to school and work. Okay, I want to hear from this young man here. <laughs> uh, my name is Dario. I'm 17, and uh, I'm looking to do a trade after high school, but I'm not sure what I want to do yet. So. All right, anybody up here you just want to yeah, talk to? That's, Anything that's, you're that's curious talk. about right now? Absolutely. Um, because <laughs> I don't, I, I want to, I don't want to take up his time. But let's yeah. let's talk. Absolutely. What high school you go to? Okay. Sorry. Yeah, I I, I I just don't want. See, we can't just give him a card. He'll go away. Won't call. So so. <laughs> I'm telling you, I work with young people. I know. <laughs> so you so you can't go anywhere, young man. Have a seat. Have a seat. <laughs> so that so that we can make something happen for you today, okay? All right. One yes. one quick thing I'd like to say, Mr. Stewart, you had a great idea. I mentioned the journeyman's pay. The young men and women in here want to know what they start out at, right? So in the iron workers, you start out, I believe it's twenty one oh five, and the package is forty seven and some change, with the benefits, and then every six months you get a five percent increment pay increase based on the total package of a journeyman. And uh, one thing I, I wanted to mention about going to the gym every day and working out, right? When you do that, you do it for free. Here, you get paid, you go to the gym every day. You get paid for it. So that's a bonus too. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, uh, I kind of had to say the same thing, but I'm, oh wait, can y'all hear me? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I kind of had to say the same thing, but I'm 17 and I'm just here because I don't really know what I'm, what I'm going to do with my life. They say in the college route, but I I wanted to do a trade. And also it's just, you know, I'm close to graduating and it's, it's a really hard choice because I'm just worried about what I'm going to do. Okay. And so I'm just trying to figure out what I should do. 
Well, I, I think we can figure some things out tonight, can't we? Here you go, brother. <laughs> I, see, Jack, you want to get this card out. Before you leave, actually text me right now. So that way I can start. Yeah, please. Can you text him too? Okay, so, so for anybody else here that doesn't know what they want to do as far as skill trades goes, uh, there is a website. I know Melody is here. Um, she can, I'm not sure she has any flyers, but you may see some flyers around here that are bright yellow, and it has, it has the Must Careers website on there. Uh, it's mustcareers.org. It has information for all 22 union skilled trades apprenticeship programs. So you, you can log on to that site. Uh, my, my organizer, Dave Harsuck, has a copy right there. I have a few in my car. I give them out all the time. Now, the only thing is, I want to say this right now because I've been on their head about updating the starting wages for it. The starting wages in the package shows 12 to $15 an hour. That is old. It's got to be almost 10 years old now. But the wages start out anywhere from 15 to, you just heard them say, $21 an hour to start. And they go up to... <clears throat> Uh, to the operating engineer, sixty to seventy dollars an hour. <laughs> well, we need to hurry and upgrade that package. Yeah, we need to upgrade the information mm -hmm. on that. But again, you're getting paid as you go through training. So once a year, twice a year, you're going to get increases. And then on top of that, so as a journeyman in sheet metal, I get five checks a month. So if I work 160 hours for the month, that's 40 hours a week. Okay. I get five checks a month. I get my base rate, and then I get a percentage of that as my vacation pay. Different programs up here have vacation pay where sometimes uh, once a year, sometimes every six months. Ours, we get every month. So if you don't get, oh, so, and you, so you get a whole check. You get a whole fifth check. Now, we don't, I don't always, uh, people always talk about me about telling everybody that because everybody don't want their significant other to know that there's a fifth check. <laughs> So don't hold it against me. It's just I'm here to educate the people because, again, I represent a population of Detroit that don't get this. And, again, it's about exposure. And it's, for me, it was about the money. Because, like I said, I started out at 1066. That wasn't enough money. I was 42. I'm a grown man. I didn't get, you can't live on that. And that's what, that's what the issue is for a lot of people is how am I going to survive and support myself if the money ain't math. If the math ain't math, and that, we say that in the streets all the time, the math got a math. And if the math ain't math, and ain't no reason for me to mess with it, I gotta, I gotta eat right now, so let me go do this. I go to Amazon and make $19. But in Amazon, you're gonna get worked like a dog and you ain't gonna make but $22 at top out. I top out at $40 right now. So find one of the, the flyers. It has all the information you're gonna want. And then look through it, go to the websites, Look at the videos, YouTube the videos, see what they do, and then see what touches your spirit because that's what's going to guide you. Because like my daughter passed everybody's test. She was highly recruited for all of the programs. But that wasn't her passion. She's working on cars right now as an auto tech. But again, you got to follow. I tell her, don't chase the money, chase the passions. Because like John said, when you love what you do, you ain't never got to work a day in your life. And it'll pay you. And they, they make a whole lot of money. I ain't. <laughs> get the website, uh, get the brochure. It's around here somewhere. Um, if you can't find it, the website address is mustcareers.org. It's real simple. 
So really quick, I, I do have to step away, but I first just want to say thank you to each and every one of you all for showing up. Um, I truly believe that the starting point for all success is just having a desire to want more for yourself and for your life. And the fact that you all showed up and you're here today signifies that you desire more and you know that there's another level uh, that you all can achieve. So you all should be proud of yourself just for being here. Um, yes, seriously. Uh, the second thing I want to say is that give yourself grace. I know some of the younger people came up here at 17, like I'm trying to figure it out. I know people who are well in their 40s and 50s who are still trying to figure out what they want to do with their life, right? And so we got to give ourselves grace. And in order to find your passion in life, you just have to explore. You have to explore various things. Uh, and so I just want to make sure I plug that. I know someone mentioned earlier about uh, not having a GED or a high school diploma. And I wanted to make sure you guys are aware of the um, Skills for Life program that the city of Detroit has. And so we actually pay uh, Detroit residents who are returning citizens or do not have a GED or a high school diploma to work three days and to go uh, get trained uh, for two days. And so we essentially are paying you to get your GED and your high school diploma. If anyone is interested in that program, go to DetroitMI.gov and just uh, type in Skills for Life, and you will find that program, because I know some people may be intimidated about just jumping straight into, uh, into the trades. And so this program will allow you to kind of go back, get your high school diploma, your GED, uh, and also to get paid at the same time. So just want to make sure you all know that, again, everyone's journey is different. Uh, I do agree that, you know, we have programmed uh, a lot of people into believing that a four-year uh, college degree is the way to go. But I meet people all the time, our young people who know at a very young age that that's not their route of learning and that they want something different, and that's okay. I think the main thing is that we continue to acquire skills and knowledge. Some of the most success successful people that I know in life are self-learners, self-educators, and they keep acquiring skills. And so it doesn't have to be the traditional, you know, college education route, but the idea is to keep bettering ourselves, to keep gaining knowledgeable skills and information that can provide uh, to our society. So God bless you all. Thank you all for coming. And I'll make sure that our office is here at the next meeting and that we're connecting you all with um, information opportunities. And member Waters, I would love for some of the bigger projects like District Detroit mm -hmm. uh, to be able to come to the task force also and present to the community oh. some of the jobs that they have available as well. Okay, I think that's a great idea. Thank you, uh, Madam President. Mm -hmm. And, and if there's any doubt in your mind, most people who go to college for four years, eight years, don't necessarily have a higher salary than a skilled trade. <laughs> I, I just want you to know that the majority, the uh, majority of them do not, do not. And, and I'm serious about that. Um, listen, every single day, every week at least, we sit at that table. I have to vote on, we vote on millions and millions of dollars in contracts. All right? Get ready to earn some of that money. That's what we want you to do. Get yourself prepared to earn some of that money via skills trades. All right? So I want to know from the panel here, for the people who have to take those tests, what type of assistance do we give them to help them to get into the program? Because you know, they, they do have to take tests. 
do we work very closely with, with, with people to make it happen? So with the Carpenters uh, <clears throat> apprenticeship process, um, the, the math test is not a pass or fail. It's just an assessment because that's one of the first classes that you're actually going to take when you enter into our program. I know it's kind of different with the other trades, um, but prior to that test, we send you over a, a pretest to kind of just go over just basic algebra, but it's not a pass or fail. It's just an assessment because you can test out of that math class that you're going to take once you actually enter into our, our program. Um, and, and before I forget, um, I do have um, informational uh, pamphlets on that table over there to give you a little bit more in depth about the program. So we pride ourselves being one trade with multiple crafts because we have carpenters, floor layers, and mail rights underneath our, our, our union. So um, before you all leave, make sure you get the pamphlet um, across, uh, I mean, over there. And I'm going to uh, put these folks on spot, but we actually have some apprentices here. Um, first year, second year, and third year apprentices here that actually are in the program. Um, some of them are sitting, um, sitting in the back of you, you, you uh, Alvin already spoke. So then those young men and women, th those young men and the young women in this room that think they want to be a carpenter, floor layer, millwright, um, or the individuals that are not sure, uh, make sure you connect with those individuals as well before you leave, along, along with myself, because in this industry, and like we said before, even in life, it's not all about what you know, but who you know. But the key to your success, when you think about a lot of the trades that allow you to solicit your own work, soliciting your own work and jumping to project to project, all that is networking. You know, you can be in the same room with an individual that's working on a project that you want to work on. If you just make that connection, they'll give you the contact to that foreman or so on and so forth or, or the superintendent, and that's, that's the instant connection as well. So I, um, I challenge you all. And again, they're not hard to find. Everybody, they got high vis on. <laughs> they sitting in, standing in the back or whatnot. I challenge you all, the individuals that are uh, interested in carpentry, and the young men, the two young men, the 17-year-olds that um, don't know what you really want to do, um, connect with them. Um, once this panel is over, I'm going to connect with you all directly, so that way we can get you going as soon as possible. Okay. Uh, thank you so much for everybody for allowing me to be here. Let's give yourselves a round of applause for just being here and showing up. And uh, I just want to say I have to leave. Unfortunately, I have to go to the investiture service for a sheriff, a swearing-in ceremony for Sheriff uh, Raphael Washington. So I will be leaving you. But I just want to say thank you so much because what you're doing is helping so many people. We're talking about the people who run out of money before they run out of month. We're talking about the people who got to make decisions. Am I going to pay my light bill? Am I going to have water in my house today? And so you are making a difference every day. So we appreciate you. God bless you. And thank you so much for your time. As far as the plumbers program, there is a test uh, to um, successfully complete your application. Uh, that is the work keys test. And there is also a Wizen test. So there are, as a, 85% for the Wizen is the passing score, and uh, work keys, there's three different, there's three segments of that test that you have to score a uh, five, five, and a six. So uh, do not let that intimidate you. Uh, the plumbers start off at 18.50 an hour, and if you have any questions, please feel free to contact me after the meeting, especially for the young gentlemen that don't know exactly what you want to do as far as what trade you want to get to post high school or anybody that's currently looking for uh, opportunity in the trade. Uh, plumbers are definitely a good option. Again, my name is Raul Zam, and I'm with the Bricklayers, not at Craftworkers. That's um, 
cement, tile, terrazzo, restoration, refractory work, anything to do with the trial trades or cement. Um, most of our trades start off at about 23 and some change, um, plus uh, holiday pay. So it puts you about $25 an hour, plus health benefits, plus pensions, which your total package is in mid-40s. Mid so that's what you start off with. Every six months, you get a raise until you get your journeyman status. Now, uh, we do uh, require the, um, the basic uh, driver's license, Social Security, uh, the word keys. We, there is no fee for, for applying. Um, if you have prior experience, and there may be people working in the trade already as a bricklayer or cement finisher who do have prior experience, uh, you can come in, we can evaluate you, you can skip the whole pre-apprenticeship program, depending on how you evaluate. If you are somewhere in the middle, we'll start you off in a, a certain percentage, perhaps maybe 70, 75, 80%, and every six months you'll get a raise until you get your journeyman status. If you're a full-blown journeyman, then we'll give you a full-blown uh, uh, package. nothing else to come before us today uh, let's oh you want to all right <laughs> so, so I saw the flyer and that's how uh, I arrived here today and I yes. was trying to get information in advance but I didn't get a return call so we provide services to you 16 to 24 year olds and I have those youth and I would have brought them uh, many of them who had an interest. Well, can in you bring them to the next one? That's what I was getting ready to ask. Is yes. it okay? Oh, please. Yeah, that's please. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> now, you, now you know it's going to be. Right. See, keep in mind, and I need you all to help spread the word, okay? Um, we meet every third Wednesday of the month from 4 to 6 p.m. Now, the location does vary. Uh, like today, we had it here. But next uh, month, we'll have it at Laborers Local 1191, all right? Sometimes we probably will take it to the schools, some of the schools as well. So it will vary. But mark your calendars. Have people to mark their calendars if they want the information, if they want to get the help. Every third Wednesday of the month from 4 to 6 p.m. And I just want to say thanks to everyone for taking the time to come out. Um, please don't leave here with questions on your mind. You know, I, I, I love it when young people come forward, so, so I'm not going to let them leave. Did they text you, John? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. <laughs> right here. Okay, yes, come on. Who is it? Okay. Oh, uh, well, you know, I, I, think, I think I'll get a hold of our apprenticeship coordinator and maybe get him here next time. But to get in the Ironworkers, you just go on our website, and that's www.ironworkers25.org, and you can print up an application, and it will give you a step-by-step -step process that you have to go through. And then you call our training center, and you make a date similar to theirs. You take an aptitude test, and that only places you with a number on how fast you get in the program. If you score nine, you'll get in the first class. If you score 80, it may be the third. But there's no pass or fail with that. So um, yeah, and I can answer any questions individually uh, after the meeting, but I truly enjoyed myself here, Ms. Waters. Okay. I thank you for having us. All right, no, and, and thank you all for sitting here with this wealth of knowledge. You have something 
Oh, hello. How y'all doing? Yes. My name is Shama Posey, and uh, I'm, I work for uh, Chrysler. I've been working for Chrysler like 12 years. I've been trying to get in a skilled trade since I got in Chrysler. So now it's the opportunity for me to uh, move forward in life. Right. So I'm thankful for the opportunity. I've let a lot of people I know uh, know that this program is uh, in process. So if all the information I get, I'm going to give to everybody else too. But secondly, can I take two classes? <laughs> you know so I'm which kinda, trade you gonna yeah. go, you're going into? Oh, uh, roofing and uh, electric. Okay. All right. I'm, you know, I mean, I like roofing. You know, yeah. <laughs> Don't nobody like going up there. I'll go get the money. You know what I'm, I'm saying? I'm afraid of heights myself, but I'm glad you're in it. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Okay. Is, um, are there any, any final comments? Because what we want to do is use these last few minutes for you to ask uh, questions one-on-one, -on -one, uh, carpenters, electricians, and uh, what's the other Iron workers, you know. So wherever you think you might be interested in, start there. You might find that you're not. I don't know. But all of these guys here, they work together. And if they find that you, you know, want you, if you go to John and you start talking about becoming an electrician, then John is going to hook you up with that group. So that's how that's going to happen, right? Yes. Okay. All right. So thanks, everybody, again. Give yourselves a round of applause.